The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. This is the TRT Community Podcast, where we discuss all things testosterone. What's going on, guys? I'm Brandon, founder of the TRT Community, host of All Things Testosterone. Uh, The TRT Community is mostly a Facebook group where patients helping patients. We've got some doctors in there that answer your questions that help you connect with uh, like-minded individuals that are looking to start TRT or if you're just looking for information about TRT and the the benefits there. Facebook.com slash group slash TRT community. Today, this is kind of an impromptu episode basically because of the (laughs) the current HCG crisis. Uh, Last Thursday... Uh, maybe Friday, emails went out from some uh, prominent clinics, you know, basically indicating that, you know, um, Empower Pharmacy was, they, they received a cease and desist letter uh, when it comes to uh, manufacturing compounding HCG. So that sent everybody into a panic. Um, it's it's hot topic in the TRT community Facebook group. So I wanted to get together uh, and and ask some questions, kind of get a status update. So we're gonna I'm gonna be talking to Ken, founder of Matrix Hormones, today. Uh, by the way, if you visit testosteronepodcast.com, you can find more information about TRT. You can find more information about uh, you know finding a doctor, um, research studies, testosterone, you know syringes, that kind of thing. Um, but currently, Matrix Hormones. They, they always discount their treatment for our listeners. They're currently also offering a $100 medicine credit um, towards your first order. So keep that in mind. Kenny. Hey, I'm so sorry about that. That's all right. Not a, not I a walked in and my, my mom called me and, and she's doing a lot better and uh, speaking well. And uh, she was talking to me about different stuff and cooking and food. And and, and when I'm going to come get her, she's going to cook some picadillo and rice and platanos. <laughs> and I totally lost time because she hadn't talked like that way in so long. And, and you sent me the text. So I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, no problem. How you been? Good. So you've yeah. got you've got some... Uh, Hispanic in you, I guess. Was that? Yeah, my mom's my mom's Cuban and my father's Italian Cuban. Really? Yeah. I marble. I, I would have never I guessed. Like, I look. I look like a white guy. <laughs> <laughs> so you're but, uh, you born and raised in Florida? Yeah, and uh, actually, I was born in Key West and raised mostly in Miami. Mm-hmm. Um, my mom was from Cuba, um, and then um, my father's parents temporarily went there and then came to the United States and he fought in the Korean war and then ended up meeting my mom's brother and ended up back here in Key West. Like who would have known? And here I am. So, (laughs) so, but his name was, uh, shortened. Um, God, I asked him this when I was young 
when his father came over, he thought the name was too Italian, so he shortened it to make it more American. It was like Mar- Marpalenti or something like that. Okay. I need to research my family tree one day. <laughs> that makes that makes sense. I was wondering yeah. how you got Marple out of that, but yeah. Yeah, he said he shortened it because he wanted to sound more American. I guess back in those days, the Italians were the ones they picked on. Yeah. So, <laughs> so. so I appreciate you coming on. Um, you know, I mean, with this hcg is always in crisis but now currently it's uh you know something's going on within power so wanted to get your take on it um so tell me what's going on with it what's what's happening with hcg hcg can't even say it anymore no well it's gone yeah (laughs) so basically um as you know the fda i think it was what march of last year said compounding pharmacies couldn't make it anymore um, then there were some disputes there because it, it, you're supposed to have a biologic license. It's very expensive to get and could take two, three years to get it. Um, so they basically said, okay, pharmacies that have certain credentials already and that are going to work towards that, we'll go ahead and let you make HCG as long as you follow you know, strict guidelines on prescribing, selling, and certain ways that you do things and selling to clinics and things like that. Um, I'm not going to get into what's going on with Empower and the FDA, but there was some type of falling out uh, and they can no longer sell it. The FDA sent a cease and desist saying can't sell it anymore. That's it. Uh, They said November 4th, but they're cut off for orders on November 2nd or as long as the stock lasts. Um, So, you know, there are other pharmacies that have it. They're much smaller pharmacies. Um, we advise patients to stock up on it just because everybody's going to be rushing to those pharmacies, back orders, getting ingredients in. As you know, in this country right now, there's a supply issue on everything. Everything. Um, as I, I told people, stock up on it. But, you know, I told them, don't just stock up on it and then stop, start using your stock. When you place an order, still order a bottle of ACG with it. Use your oldest stock. So if something happens, you got to hold it over a few months, a couple of years. You just didn't sit there and burn through your stock. Mm-hmm. Uh, like me, I, I, I ordered a certain amount of bottles and I'll keep using my oldest one and ordering my newest ones. Yeah. Um, if something happens to have a, you know, at least a year supply of it. Yeah. Is the two year shelf life, is that, is that accurate? Do you believe well, in that? There's, there's different, you know, when you get these bottles, even the life, you, you don't see express expiration dates on it. What you see is best used by dates or disregard dates. There's reasons for that that I'm, I'm not going to get into <laughs> that the pharmacies do. Um, but you don't see an expiration. So somebody would say, well, but the expiration date is this. I'm like, no, find me an expiration date on that bottle. You typically don't. It's a best used by date because of different reasons. So, you know, there was times things lasted two years, three years. Now it's one year. Now it's six months. Different reasoning. Um, but you know, for, for the most part, it, it lasts a long time. I'll leave it up to the patients to investigate that more. <laughs> uh, but if I'll put it like this, me personally, if I had a two year supply, I'd be very happy to use. Okay. So. Gotcha. So if you won't get into the, the use sell by date, will you get into why the pharmacies sell the one mil vials and they tell you that that's one dose? Mm-hmm it has to do with multi-use fouls and uh, basically uh, patients uh, contaminating them or germs building up in them. So they do the one-time use foul because you are just not intelligent enough not to infect that bottle. And then that way you can't hurt it. You just use it up and throw it away. Well, if I had a one milliliter bottle, 
(laughs) If I was prescribed a half CC, what would you do with it? Right. Uh, But that's the reasoning. Usually they do that is because of the multi-use bottles of, uh, even though there's alcohol in there to help with that, it's a a safety issue. That's what it is. So I, I, you know, before I was using Matrix, I you know, had to go to the local CVS or Walgreens pharmacy and get, and it was a fight every time, you know, oh, insurance doesn't want to pay for the 10 mil. They want to do these one mils, but we can't give you the, and it, every single time it was, what are you talking about? Okay. So you're going to give me two weeks at a time and I'm going to have to come fight with you every two weeks for the rest of my life. It was a nightmare. I hated it. Yeah, it's up and down with people. Some people are more lucky than others. Some people struggle with it. Some people are running out or like, I haven't had testosterone in a month. And it, it's tough. It's, it's, it's just a tough situation all the way around. Yeah. So I saw you comment on uh, somebody's post in the TRT community. They, they were asking about price hikes. Talk a little bit about that. Do you anticipate, uh, make, because you guys have it, obviously, Matrix still can get HCG. Do you expect the prices to go up? The prices actually have went up already twice this year. And with this act, this even with this last little bulk buying that everybody's doing, there was a slight price increase. I'm large enough that I can usually uh, get the increases down a little more than what they're putting out there. Um, I pretty much have eaten those uh, increases all year. And I'm going to do it for as long as I possibly can. We are business. You know, we have sure. to make money. But I'm going to do it as, as, for possibly as long as I can because – I'm a big advocate of HCG. No, not everybody needs HCG, but HCG is just not for fertility. There's so many other things. And then say, well, I don't care if my testicles shrink up. It's not just <laughs> either. It's, it's, it's sexual health. It's mental health and the way you feel, especially sexually. I would say it's the biggest thing, you know, uh, erectile dysfunction, penile sensitivity, delayed orgasms, libidos, and things like that. Uh, it can affect mood and energy also. Now, there's some guys that say, well, I don't take it. I feel fine. And that's that's great. There are guys like that. But I would say the majority need it or have to at least cycle on and off of it. Um, so I'm a big advocate of it. Uh, also, treating people who don't want to go to testosterone that are you know either in their 30s and they want to give that a shot first or males that are just too young to really be putting on testosterone without trying to restart their body. Uh, it's pretty sad because besides fertility, you have males, they have in- head injuries, they have tumors, they have these other things, uh, or medication, chemo, that you, you want to restart their body and they're taking away one of the main tools for it. Uh, to help them or any, you know, all of us, but especially, you know, those young guys. Um, so it's pretty sad this is, that this is kind of happening like this and they're willing it down. And um, But uh, it's still available. It's still there. There's still pharmacies working on those biologic licenses to get it like Empower. Empower is trying to negotiate with the FDA to fix whatever their problems are to, to bring it back in. But uh, I don't have a lot of hope. You pissed the FDA off. That's, <laughs> yeah. So do you do you think that this is an issue because Empower is so big or do you think that this is an issue a bigger issue than that and this is a, a another targeted effort for to get rid of HCG I will say it's it's a, it's a combination um Here's the weird part. If you have this little fly by night, looks like it's in somebody's basement pharmacy 503A, they'll get looked at less and enforced less then Empower, 503B, follows everything by the book and is huge. It's really crazy. Um, So part of it is that because they're so big and how they do it, but I'm going to defer back to there's guidelines set 
you need to do things like this, that, and that. Uh, and something happened there that, uh, that fell apart. Do you think uh, HCG will be easier to get or harder to get in two years? It's a good question. And I, I, I would say I would like to hope it's easier to get, but I don't think so because even if these pharmacies working on biologic licensed, you, you got a lot less than what you used to. Everybody on the block at HCG, you're going to have yeah. just a few that have it. Supply and demand, the prices were already going up this year. Where's it going to be in two years after I just spent a million dollars on a biologic license per yeah. year? So, uh, <laughs> uh, and so I, 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 it's, it's going to be a tough one. It's going to be a tough one, but, uh, you know, hopefully things will change. So I had somebody email me, um, that basically was asking, you know, is now the time for someone of means to start some, he, he called it a 501C. I don't know what that is, a lobbying organization to get these issues resolved. Is this, is there something we can do? Yeah, but it's tough because, um, we have to all band together. We have to say, these are the reasons why we should have this product. This is the reasons why compounding pharmacy should have this product, uh, and why we need it for our health, our well-being, our fertility, and all of these other things. Uh, the the thing is, is like you know, if in your group we we, we circulated that, you probably get twenty thousand people that assign it, or pretty close. But the problem that comes in is is uniting, because there's there's other communities and podcasts out there. They don't want to work with you. There's yeah. tons of clients out there. They don't want to work with me, yeah. even if it's for a common cause for us to be together. That's where what this particular gentleman's talking about a lobbying. Um, a lobbying is kind of going to be that middleman that would bring us all together or that organization, but also it's about power of money and lobbying the different senators and government agencies. Um, lobbying is another word for paying off your politicians. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. So, but uh, it is bringing all of that together is being that middleman. So, you know, I don't have to deal with my competition who doesn't want to talk to me anyway about doing this is having that middleman go to all of us and, and get those signatures and get that all together and start pushing for, for all these type of things. So yes, I really wish it could happen. Yeah. Yeah. That doesn't sound very, very possible to me. He did say someone of means to be fair. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Bill Gates available. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, surely there's some, you know, politician or celebrity that's on TRT that would be interested in backing something like this. Bill Gates, he's not on TRT for sure. You can tell. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, enough about HCG. Do you uh, have any Canadian contacts? Uh, contacts. I had somebody ask, like, I guess they're in Canada. I get this question a lot, actually, and I don't have any clinics I can send them to. Mm-mm. No, that's a tough. I wish I did. I wish there was somebody I could coordinate in Canada with. If it's somebody from Canada or there's a doctor listening PA who wants to coordinate, let me know because I literally get patients begging me and it's yeah. nothing I can do. Yeah. Um, so I don't, I don't have anybody. I've never come across anybody. That's, that's a tough cookie. Things are different up there. Yeah. Maybe I'll start looking for somebody to coordinate with you. Mm-hmm. Probably know someone. Uh, needle size and scar tissue. This is something that has come up for years in the TRT community. Are we causing damage when we do these intramuscular injections with 23, 25 gauge needles? 
over and over over time and we use the uh, you know we try to spread it out as much as possible but most humans they find a spot that doesn't bother them very much and they keep going to those spots uh you do you're going to build up scar tissue over time with those bigger needles going over and over uh, over time some guys have found where that area gets like harder it'll start to get lumpy and get harder in that area and you'll find where it didn't bother you before it could bother you or you start lumping up when you inject because all the tissue is hard so you're trying to instead of a nice soft muscle you got this hard tissue that's in there so yes it, it can um, spreading it out and moving around as much as possible uh, would help uh, or going to an insulin syringe which just makes sense to me nowadays so, so many people just would argue until they're blue in the face that uh, an insulin syringe is not going to get it done and they've obviously never tried it but yeah so i come across this a lot about why well, research this i researched that i've been doing this that i've been around this and that i'm like hey that's okay that that that's fine i've also been into this over 15 years <laughs> i actually see lab work i i, I don't I, I keep talking to the people. That's how you stay in business. Yeah. Um, and that's what makes the difference. Because somebody say, well, here, I could say, here's my research. And they can say, well, here's my research. And I can say, well, here's a few thousand patients in their lab work. Yeah. Uh, how do you do that? You know, so. Yeah. I mean, and, and I've done the same thing. Well, you can argue with me that a, a 29 gauge won't draw without heating the vial. I, I did it for years. It's not magic. It just takes a little bit of time. Patience. Yeah. Uh, what about leaking testosterone from the injection side? This happens all the time. You know, you, you inject, you pull the needle out, you get a little bit of fluid. Is People tend to panic. How much are they losing? Is this going to affect their overall numbers? The amount lost is less that's in the tip of those bigger syringes we were talking about. Those bigger syringes and the tips, they hold about 0.05 to 0.07 cc on them. When that leaks out of you, I think it's somewhere around 0 0.01, 0 0.02 at most that leaks out of you. Um, part of it is some people's body under pressure, different parts of their body. Um, when you inject, you can inject a little slower and do a slow count before you pull it out and slowly remove the syringe. Some people, they just need to go a little deeper to get more tissue because it's just the pressure of the body, the tensions of the skin and these different things that yeah. will make it. Now, if you just see a slight little bubble of runoff, it's minute, not a big deal. Uh, if you're seeing a major runoff there, then you know, you're know you a little more unique and you probably need to go deeper and slower and count and everything else. Yeah. Yeah. When you say you know it's it's the same or less that's in the tip of the syringe, that's another thing that, that guys tend to panic about. You know, I want to get every little drop out of the, the tip of the syringe. So you can't compare it to that, Ken, because that stuff's gold and they, they really want it all. Uh, you're not, you know, I have people say, well, you create an air gap and you push and you do that. It's not coming out of that tip. Let's <laughs> yeah. take off, like drop it back in the bottle or something. I don't know. <laughs> I've got a couple of, uh, impromptu questions. If you want to, want to hear them. Throw. This is my first time posting in this group and I have a serious question. Been on TRT almost four years. In the last year, I've found a doctor who knows what they're doing. I'm on 200 milligrams weekly, and I've been on that dose for about four weeks. I was on AI, one, one milligram anastrozole weekly, and then stopped four months ago due to adverse effects. Let me see if I can shorten this up. You're going to forget what the question is by the time I... Oh, he's talking about his penis. 
I feel mm, fantastic what? for the first time in 10 years. In the last month, my penis has grown about an inch and a half in length and close to an extra inch in girth. He was already above average. But now okay. he says the head of his penis looks like a doorknob. Okay. I'm not complaining. Here's my question. Is this normal? I'll answer that for him. No, it's not normal. But will you answer whether or not that's even possible? Um, if he lost weight, you can, believe it or not, losing about 30 pounds can get you more size, but the penis drops out more blood. It kind of unravels the muscle and you can get a noticeable size from it. That what he's referring to, um, <laughs> if it's possible, it's one of those things, like I say, very <laughs> unique, anything can happen. Uh, but it's not the norm. If it did, we'd all be going for it. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, that that no, I that that I know of. That's not something um, that's common. Uh, There's different things, like I said, the the weight loss, blood flow, some different things that can happen there. He's working out in the gym more, getting more blood flow, but that's not something typically that would happen. And, and it, you know, if it is, if it was something that could happen, we'd all be trying to figure out what the process is <laughs> because we'd be rich if we can duplicate it. Well, you know, there is the the dick doc on TikTok. I don't know if you're on TikTok, but he he talks about some sort of injections that he does in his office that that will give you length and girth but that's different but that's that's a prp <laughs> therapy that you can do gotcha. there's five insulin shots they're not too painful into the penis except for the one that goes in the very bottom of the shaft um that one make you see jesus uh, <laughs> but they do it can make the penis work um a lot better and um, it definitely can give you some girth and size. Everybody's different. I would say more girth than length. But yes, that is that is a true fact. You mm. can, that is possible. I can't imagine. And, and Ian had uh, had that. I don't remember what it's called. The um, the injection to cause the erection to do the ultras, uh, ultrasound or whatnot for the procedure in office. He had he was injected. I can't imagine sticking a needle into my wiener five times. How many? Five. Gross. Four around the, uh, I call it the sponge of the penis on both sides. So you get two on each side and it's the one in the base though, that really, that, that believe it or not, those insulin syringes, especially a good brand like BD that they use, um, really it's a pinch. It's not as bad as you would think, but that one in the shaft, it, 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 it like just radiates a pain <laughs> up and down the whole penis and testicles. So, yeah. This gentleman says he's been on T TRT for over a year now. Do the urges ever go away? His fiance doesn't want it as much as he does. He swears he could go multiple times a day, yada, yada, yada. Uh, I see this question a lot, and, you know, a lot of guys are saying, you know, get a side chick or, you know, time for a new woman. I tend to lean more towards, a, you know, a, a, an emotional connection there or whatever. But is there anything, I mean, is that a valid concern once you get on TRT if your libido goes up? Do you see a lot of women jumping on TRT as well because yeah, of that? I see it both ways, both directions. Uh, men, then they bring the women on and then women bring the men on. And it's not just sexual based. It's because the other one feels better, is doing better, is looking better. And then the spouse is sitting there saying, hey, what, a, what about me? Yeah. Uh, you know, sexual is definitely a part of it that you'll see men uh, motivate women a little more. But believe it or not, it goes the other way too. And I see it in your your community. I see women yeah. like, hey. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, or even a what lot can of, I do to get my husband on Yeah, this? women that have been on it and they're trying to drag their husbands along too. I see that quite a bit. Yeah. 
I don't know where this concern comes from. Can I drive straight to the gym after getting my shot or should I wait? That's the whole question. That's the whole question. Yeah. Yes. You can drive to the gym <laughs> after your shot. You can do anything you want after your, your shot. Your except, fight. except another testosterone shot. You should probably hold yes, on. Yeah, on. Let me specify there. <laughs> just, but yes. Maybe uh, that comes, you- comes from, you know, like the donating blood thing. They'll always tell you to lay off the weights for however long. Maybe, maybe that's where, but he's not the first person to ask. Really? Yeah. Uh, yeah, there, there, there's no issue when you take that shot that you can't do anything. There's a very rare disorder, and I lost <laughs> the name of it. Uh, when you inject, uh, your blood pressure drops, and you should wait a, a couple of hours for it to stabilize. But that's yeah. so rare, I can't even think of the name of it right now. Yeah, okay. Yeah, it, it's probably the same guy asking this that would ask um, if they can drink beer three times a week on TRT, you know, like it like it would affect it in some way it's essentially the same right as drinking beer not on it's actually probably better because you're not lowering your testosterone by drinking like you would be correct it's not going to have the impact from the alcohol on you but you know the thing is is when you know me you we get into this and and it becomes our part of life it's like nature it's like somebody talking about oh how's your day how's the sun how's the rain that's mm-hmm. how it is to us and i have to catch myself sometimes cuz I'll, I'll i'll hear somebody ask me a question like and i almost think like are they messing with me like it's a joke <laughs> but yeah. you know if you never use this you yeah. think back you know prior to all this happening you know like if you some you just don't know. They just they don't know, mm-hmm. and you have to take every question as 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 funny as they might sound sometimes as a legitimate question. Yeah. I will I will say sometimes your your community uh, will really go at somebody mm-hmm. with this, but we all had a starting point. Yep. We all did, we just didn't know it sounds silly or stupid, and then you say, well, you can research it on Google. Well, you know, you can go down that rabbit hole and become more confused. Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sometimes I have a field day blocking people when they start tearing into somebody for a question, and you know, a lot of times it'll be something silly like, you know, where do I measure on this syringe if I'm looking for X milliliter or whatnot, and you know, it, it, if it's their first time, I can remember having no idea. Oh. I didn't know how to read a syringe and. Mm-hmm. Even if I thought I did, I still wanted six people to confirm I was doing it right because this was terrifying getting into this, you know, and just need that validation. So a little off topic with that. Did I ever tell you about the uh, the female with the uh, rectal uh, suppository? Did I ever tell you that story? <laughs> no. Because we're talking about people that know about that. This kind of is going to a woman. It's not a man. But mm-hmm. quick story. Quick story. <laughs> Um, women could take progesterone many different ways. One of the best ways to take them is rectally. Um, and this woman was almost horrified. Like, is that even possible? Yes, it's possible. You take this suppository of this medication and, uh, you know, I'll, 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 it's going to be graphic when I'm going to describe it to you, what you need to do and this and that. And I described it to her and I won't, you know, <laughs> growth your patients out or your people out, and, but described it to her and, and did everything. And, um, I was talking to her about a month later and she says, Oh my God, everything you said was exactly the way it was. And I told her about the sphincter contracts and sucks it in there. You'll feel it. Yada, yada. She literally thought there was like a second brain or hand or something down there because it feels like somebody's pulling something away from you. Mm -hmm. Like, Oh, I didn't even know possible. Like you have something like down there so smart that can (laughs) just go to pull it. And I'm like, it's a contraction. It's just, it's it's like a reflex. But she said, no, like it, it knows one, like it knows to do that because it's a reflex. It's a, 
it's a contraction. It like took me five minutes to oh. convince her there's no brain in your butt. Yeah. Like, there's nothing controlling <laughs> But uh, so, God bless her. But uh, yes, that's what I mean by sometimes people are confused. Yeah. <laughs> Man. <laughs> Uh, there was one guy that thought he had broken the needle off in his skin for like seven Ooh. hours. Uh, he he posted as soon as it happened, this needle broke off in my leg. How do I get it out? I can't find it. I'm terrified, whatever. And people were like, you probably should just go to the emergency room and have them take it out. He eventually decided that it wasn't bothering him. It wasn't hurting. And he was gonna he's going to leave it there. And it was no big deal. And if it was, it would work its way out. Well, he was using one of those automatic retracting syringes. So it just, you know, you hit the spring and it it sucks it back up in there. And he thought, you know, it was gone. He had never seen one of those before. So, you know, he went eight hours thinking he had a needle in his leg. Or he's a trooper. He thought, yeah, I'll just leave it in there. It'll come out and be fine. He's like, yeah, it's not hurting me. I guess it's all right. Well, you know, there's, there's, uh, with Cialis and all these products and grapefruit extract and you, and you mix those and you end up with a permanent erection you need to go to the emergency room for. Some guys are so stubborn, they would be like a couple of days with an erection turning purple, intensive pain, hoping it would go down, icing it, cold showers uh, before they go in the emergency room, which usually will do permanent damage after a couple of days. Mm-hmm. Um, but literally, I'm like, you know, after even four hours, a few hours, a half a day anything you didn't think no i it eventually i knew it had to go down and i'm like no <laughs> so, so one what kind of permanent damage are they doing there well when, when you have it so long that blood starts to co- coagulate up there it starts to kill off the what i call the sponges in the side of the penis the blood vessels um and you kind of don't work anymore. There's a lot of damage that can be done to all of that uh, in there. It's uh, it's almost like if you, you you tie a belt around your arm and leave it for two days, you just yeah. killed it. It's you just go amputate your arm. We're not going to amputate your penis, but <laughs> uh, probably not going to work properly anymore. They usually have to get some type of, of implant, like a pump so implant. Thing we're talking in serious damage. I mean, not just uh, you oh, know yeah. recover for a while. You know, you're. Yeah, most guys are serious, serious damage and usually have to end up with some type of implantable uh, pump. So if there's anybody out there listening, if you've had an erection (laughs) for four hours or so, just just tuck it in your pants and go to the emergency (laughs) room and get it taken care of. What will the emergency room do? Are they going to have to take some of that blood out manually? It depends on what they need to do. Sometimes they can give you some injections of different products to try to get it to go down. It depends on what you used, how long it is. Um, they're going to check some of the how long the, the How long the penis is? Not how long the penis is. It doesn't matter how long the penis is, but how long you had that erection yeah. uh, and different things like that. If, if the injections they don't feel is going to work... Get ready. Uh, they're going to inject you with lidocaine like burns like the sun in about probably three to four injections with an insulin syringe in the penis. So that if you think injecting, the injection is nothing is when they put that lidocaine in, it's fire to try Mm -hmm. to numb it. And then they get, are you ready? Mm -hmm. 18 gauge, one inch, both sides of the penis. And that sponge, it's a, it's a, instead of just having a tip, it's a tip with a cap on it. So Mm -hmm. they put it in, flip the cap, the blood starts pouring out. When they prep you, it, it could really make you nervous. And we try to make you as calm as possible by saying, okay, we're going to put some towels here and we're packing these towels here. We just want to make sure we don't get anything everywhere. And you're sitting there going like, why is there so many towels? Um, it usually takes, depending on the male, the blood, how long they had it, 
30 to 60 minutes to completely drain that penis. And you will think you just had a gunshot wound. That penis holds a lot of blood. You will not be debating for a year. So uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's, it can be very traumatic. Well, I think that's a good place to end this episode. What about you? Yes. I just wanted to touch on when we talked last time, um, we had talked about, uh, new clients that come on up until I believe the 22nd or 23rd of November, mm-hmm. they're going to get a hundred dollars off of their first order. Mm-hmm. Uh, everybody that comes from the TRT community gets a discount, um, in their first uh, review is discounted to $100, but, uh, to the 23rd, they're going to get $100 off their first order. New patients only. New There's patients been a lot only. of confusion there. Everybody wants a hundred dollars off. It's only for the new patients coming on that they uh, the sign up is discounted to a hundred, but then they get a hundred dollars off of the first order. Okay, I'll go back and clarify that new patients only too. I thought I did, but possibly not. So we'll take care of that. I don't want you right, guys cool. getting bombarded with phone calls from old patients when you should be filling HCG orders from new yeah. patients. It's twelve hour shifts the last few days since Friday night. <laughs> so, but it's been crazy. Yeah. yeah. Thank you for listening to the TRT Community Podcast. You can find us online at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash TRT Community. 